Welcome to The Marcus Warren Show, powered by 960 Digital and the Wealth Empowerment Network. Now, here is your host, Marcus Warren. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the number one retirement and tax planning show in the region, The Marcus Warren Show. I am your host, financial advisor, tax and road agent, and author of the Retirement and Tax Playbooks, Marcus Warren. And I hope everyone is doing well on this Sunday. And to my leftish, I am joined by our resident tax professional, D. How you doing, D? Hello and happy Sunday. And remember that if you miss any parts of the show and you want to catch up on anything that you missed, all you have to do is subscribe to the Marcus Warren Show podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, throughout the show, we will be offering our retirement rescue game plan. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is that, Marcus? Well, that is a physical packet of information that will help rescue your retirement from all the risks that threaten your nest egg once you are close and in retirement. Now, in that game plan, you're going to get a copy of my two books, a few different financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. Now, you also may be asking yourself, how do I get my hands on that? Well, you can simply order that by going to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. You go to the site, put in your information, and that retirement rescue game plan will be delivered free of charge via USPS to your front door. Once again, that's warrenwealth.net. All right. So uh, today is is an exciting day because today is our uh, annual uh, prediction show. And oh, look at that! And that is when we look into our crystal ball, okay, and we predict what we think is going to transpire transpire amongst many different facets of the uh, economy over 2023. Now, uh, the last time uh, we were on, we had our um, our accountability show where we went back and looked at all our predictions for 2022 and we kind of see and we went back and we basically looked at and and uh, saw how how we did on those predictions and uh, believe it or not people's we were uh um pretty spot on fairly successful on Mm -hmm. on our predictions for 2022 now that means the pressure's on, and we are going to. You got to be right this time too. See if we can uh, keep the winning streak up for uh, twenty twenty three. So, um, you know, that's always the hardest part. You win, you win a championship. You're the Golden State Warriors. You win the NBA championship, and then the next year, you're you're having a not so good season because the pressure's on to win again. Well, you know, it, it's it's like this. You know, there there's uh, most people are familiar with what they call fear of failure. Right. People don't want to stick, put their neck on the line. They don't want to go that extra mile because they don't want to fail. They had that fear of failure. However, I think most people have what's called a fear of success. And that almost seems counterintuitive, right? Why wouldn't anybody fear success? Well, just for the reasons that you're talking about. Once you are in first place, once you are in that championship position, that number one spot, that pole position, right? Now you have the pressure on you to try to do it again. That's why when you uh, see the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, the Steph Curry's, the, the LeBron James, the Kobe Bryant's, things of that nature, when you have that pressure on you and you're still able to uh, do better and ascend past that number one spot, it 
signifies greatness. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we are trying to achieve here today. We had a good uh, prediction show last year. And now the pressure's on. And can we sustain? Are we going to build a dynasty of predictions here on the Marcus Warren Show? We will see. So let's get into it. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. All right, so um, so the first thing we are going to um, uh, start with is um, we're going to start with um, cryptocurrency, and uh, um, we're going to talk about and give our predictions on you know the stuff that's uh, that's basically out there, aka we call it uh, well I call it funny money because you know it is a little funny here. So we all know what has happened to Bitcoin, NFTs, uh, Ethereum, and a lot of the exchanges, Mm -hmm. more specifically FTX last year. All that stuff basically crashed. Crypto was at a high of about 60,000 last year. And as we speak, it's hovering around... Uh, 17, 18,000. So it's, uh, it's been cut about 70, 80%. Mm-hmm. And uh, we know NFTs, uh, there's What's a lot of uh, um, people are, are walking away from, uh, oh, from yeah. that. We had a Fanatics, matter of fact, uh, Fanatics, who is a company that uh, used to sell, or no, actually, they, they, they still spell, uh, sell uh, memorabilia, sports, you know, uh, sweatshirts and. Uh, Jerseys and, and all stuff. Trading cards. Trading cards, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. They basically divest it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess 60%. They got they, they, they owned a, a NFT company, and they said, you know what? Uh, we're out of this NFT business. We're out of this funny money business. And um, that's where we find ourselves here with a lot of this funny money that I speak of. And so, ladies and uh, gentlemen... What uh, what do I think is on the horizon for cryptos here and uh, NFTs and that funny money for 2023? Well, you know what what I basically think. I, I think this. I, I think that um, there's going to be uh, more uh, regulation. I think there's going to be epic battles over regulation. Of, of NFTs. Uh, I think that's the problem initially. There really was no regulation. I call it the wild, wild west. It still is the wild, wild west. And I think we're going to see uh, a lot of uh, regulation. I think there's going to be a lot more bleeding, a lot more losses, more pain, at least for the first part of this year before things stabilize. And we'll see what happens after it stabilizes. Um, and from an NFT standpoint, I already told you, I, you know, I, I think, um, you know, maybe some of these, what are called smart contracts hang around, but, uh, some of this other NFT stuff, I think that, um, that will come to a screeching halt and they'll try to regroup and we'll see what happens in 2024. But that is, is my prediction for the, uh, for the funny money. I saw somebody say that, all of the things that didn't make sense before are starting to make sense now. And that's what we saw in 2022. We saw, you know, people buying 
fake real estate or real estate in the oh, yes. quote unquote metaverse That's right. and spending thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on this supposed real estate in the metaverse. And none of it made sense. We saw, you know, the cryptos going up, didn't really see the utility of, of cryptocurrency for the most part. Didn't really make sense. NFTs, nope. you can take a screenshot of an NFT and I've got it on my phone. What's yeah. the difference between that and, and you know, spending a million dollars on it? Didn't really see how that made any sense. And, and now we're seeing that played out. Yeah, all, the, the, all the questions we were asking mm-hmm. back then, like, well, why why do you have a digital trading card? Or you have the, the quick... Uh, the, eight second uh, video of LeBron James dunking over Yao Ming. And when I can see that on on YouTube YouTube all day, every day, why are people for free? Why are people paying for that? And none of that made sense. Did not make any sense. And of course now it's starting to all make sense. And I think you're, you're right too. You, you said something about um, the whole crypto, uh, even the, I'll call it a bubble, the whole crypto bubble um, compared it to kind of the dot com bubble that happened in the early two thousands where, Everything was going up, up, up. Everybody, there was all this hype surrounding it, all this money going into yep. it, and then it crashed. And then the few companies that made it out were the actual companies that were real companies. Yep. Everything else was just kind of propped up based on on nothing really. And I think we will probably see that with crypto as well. Yeah, and 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 I think um, you know what will rise from the ashes like a phoenix. Um, will probably most likely be Bitcoin. You know, I yeah. think that, you know, long term, I think it's going to be it's still highly volatile. Um, but I think long term, you know, Bitcoin will emerge as at least uh, one of the survivors of, um, you know, this the, this current crash. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. Um, let's see. we got a couple of minutes. Let's, uh, I guess let's get into our next uh, prediction, and we'll talk about the, the recession. So what is our prediction on the recession? So, here, so here's the deal with, with, with um, when we talk about uh, recession and what's going on. Number one, no one knows. Uh, they, there's a poll for the banks every year, and you have J.P. Morgan says there's going to be a mild recession uh, this year. Goldman Sachs, we're going to avoid, we're going to narrowly avoid a recession. Bank of America, mild recession. Morgan Stanley, no recession. Barclays, a shallow recession. Wells Fargo, a modest recession. PNC, a mild recession. Uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, there's going to be a recession in the second half. So what is really going to happen and what are we going to see? What's next for our, econ- for, for our economy? No one really knows. And that's what I tell people all the time. Mm-hmm. There's people who uh, don't know that they, that they don't know. And then there's, those are actually good people. People who know that they don't know. That's when you're cognizant of the fact that, you know what, I'm ignorant in this uh, space and I just don't know uh, about uh, uh, being a mechanic. Uh, so I'm not going to act like I know what a carburetor is, what a, a catalytic converter is, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the folks who don't even know that they don't know. And they think, hey, you know what, you know, I never worked on a car before, but I think I can pop the hood and I think I can uh, figure it out. I'm a smart guy. And uh, no, right. Actually, we run into a lot of those folks. Uh, uh, now we work with a lot of doctors and I love physicians, mm-hmm. but for some reason they think because they know about the human body, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's uh, oncology or uh, or orthopedics or whatever it is mm-hmm. that they know everything about the market and, and, and how to manage your money and I things of that nature. It out. and they don't know anything. Right. And those are the people who know who, who don't even know that they don't know. Right. 
And then you have the economist, mm-hmm. the stockbroker, the advisor, who they know that they don't know, but their profession, their livelihood depends on acting like they do know. And the fact is they don't. I just named all those banks and they don't know. Everyone has a different opinion. So what's next for the economy? You know, who knows? I I think that my prognostication, right, what my crystal ball says is that um, I think that uh, there will be, you know, some sort of slowdown. Uh, this for the the first part of this year, uh, going into the second and third quarters, but we should see some sort of turnaround um, late uh, late in the year. That is my prognostication as a as a soothsayer. That is what I think. Do you have any thoughts? Yeah, soft landing. Soft, soft landing. landing. Yep. There you go. Rough for a little bit, but you know, a little turbulence, oh, you yeah. know, that you don't mm-hmm. like, but then you land and everything's okay, All and you're good. glad you make, make it. You kiss the ground when you get uh, to the airport. Although I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend that because there's a lot of nasty feet that hits that air, air, airport tarmac, mm-hmm. so you shouldn't kiss the ground once you land. Actually, but, physically, right? Right, mm-hmm. but just figure metaphorically. Figure, yeah, metaphorically yes. speaking. There you go. All right, coming up next, we're going to have more predictions. You are listening to the Marcus Warren Show. All right, so we have some Michael Jackson here. This song is You Are Not Alone. Came out in 1995. Okay. Number one in the U.S., number one in the U.K. Of course. And uh, a, I really like this song when it came out. It um, Actually, he, when the song came out, he was married Mm-hmm. To Lisa Marie Presley mm-hmm. at the time, yeah. and you had said that she recently passed away. Yeah, recently passed away. There you go. Playing a little connection there. I guess we could have played an Elvis Presley song. Could have, <laughs> but uh, there you go. Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Actually, the Marcus Warren 2023 Prediction Show, where. We basically have a tradition of trying to predict what is going to happen in the economy in 2023. So we talked about uh, crypto, a.k.a. funny money. And we uh, talked about the recession uh, last uh, segment. And now it is time to talk about uh, the labor market. So, um I want to bring this back to um, the president of the Federal Reserve in Atlanta. His -hmm. name is uh, Rafael Bostic. Um, Like I said, he's um, out there in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. uh, what I call AKA Wakanda. Okay. Um, (laughs) And um, he basically said, he was talking about, um, uh, I know we're talking about the labor market, but he was talking about interest rates. And he said that the Fed should raise interest rates above 5% and then hold their quote, for a long time. Mm. And so that basically means that the economy will slow down. And when economies slow down, um, unemployment goes up. So what is my prediction about the labor market? You know, I think that that means that um, slow unemployment, uh, that means that there's going to be 
uh, an additional, I think, one to two million more people that are unemployed. Uh, I think unemployment right now is at 3.7%. I think we'll see that number jump up a percent or so to four and a half or 4.7%. But I think that, um, and we've already seen layoffs, a lot of layoffs in the tech industry. Yes. Late last year. Mm -hmm. And you know what they've announced, by the way, um, when we're talking about the layoffs, either last show or the show before that, I was saying that um, they've, uh, they're laying people off now and I expect more layoffs to come. Well, I've already been right because um, uh, Amazon and I think even Meta, again, they're announcing more uh, layoffs, at least in the tech sector. Mm -hmm. And so um, you know, I think that the labor market will, will slow. We will see unemployment tick up. Uh, just uh, um, basically what the Fed is, is trying to do. Yeah, I agree. I think we'll see some industry-specific layoffs, like like they we have tech. started to see. Yep, the tech industry companies that overhired during the pandemic are now pulling back and saying, oops, we shouldn't have done that maybe. Do, do, do you see what I'm talking about when I say um, people are, um, this euphoria that sets in, this irrational exuberance that kicks in mm -hmm. where people see things in the middle of things I don't think people can see clearly. And it's like um, we, the middle of COVID. And mm -hmm. I think this is when a lot of this hiring and all yes. this happened. Oh, yeah. But I just remember one is a few clients coming up and saying, this is different, Marcus. You know, we're, this is a global pandemic. We're, we're going to be in this for a long time. And now we see that, okay, it, it lasted for a while, but it didn't last forever. By the way, nothing does. That's, where, that's why there's that phrase, this too shall pass, because most things do pass. But uh, in the middle of it, you mm -hmm. think it's whatever it is going to last oh, forever, yeah. whether the market's going up, you think it's going to last forever or the market's going down and you think it's going to last forever. And that is what a lot of these companies, tech companies specifically thought is yes. that, hey, you know what? Hey, people are going to be staying at home. Uh, people are going to be shopping online. People are going to be doing this. Let's hire a crap load more people yes. and be ready for this. Yeah. And of course, uh, the uh, economy opened back, not the economy opened back up, but life opened back up. Mm -hmm. We got out of our houses and you know what we thought? I'm not staying in my house. I'm going to get out and do stuff. Yes. And now these companies are like, oh, wait a minute. We overhired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's and exactly what happened. we have to cut. That's exactly what happened. And, um, you know, I think the reason that nobody really knows what's going to happen this year as far as uh, the recession, whether there's going to be a recession or how um, impactful it's going to be, is that our labor market has been so strong in spite of the high inflation we're seeing last year. Um, and a lot of, some of that might also stem from the pandemic, people maybe getting out of the labor market during the pandemic and never going back in, retiring early. Um, there's still a demand for workers um, yeah. and a, a shortage of workers. Um and that has caused companies who need to hire employees outside of the tech industry, other other industries who yeah. need to hire employees to increase their incentives, increase the wages that they're paying, which has a domino effect on inflation again. Yeah, well, well we're going to get to inflation next, too, mm -hmm. uh, because, right, you're, you are right sector specific labor shortages because yes. the service industry and the hospitality industry, they are. And by the way, the farming industry mm -hmm. are yearning for employees. Yes. And uh, there's a shortage there. But of course, on the tech side of it, people are laying people off mm -hmm. left and right. So we're going to see a lot of coders, uh, farmers now. They're going to be in the fields picking uh, 
oranges and, yeah. and crops or that's important uh, work or taking your order at uh, the Applebee's the local Applebee's there you go you that's know what important I mean? work yeah there you go all right so moving on let's um let's uh talk about inflation um uh what are our predictions for uh inflation so we already know this um and I thought that this was fascinating that pretty much every month of 2022 every month of 2022 mm-hmm. inflation was over seven percent over seven percent that's uh that's, that's that's pretty startling um and uh, so what are we looking at and what do we really prognosticate for 2023 <laughs> Well, I think that uh, inflation, for the most part, we're going to see it uh, start to come down. I think that, um, you know, it did peak at around 9% uh, uh, in late uh, or early, mid. Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid mm-hmm. uh, 2022, and it has come down from there. Um, it's still hovering around uh, 7% now, but it has fallen for the for uh, the last six straight months, um, and I expect it to continue to, to go down in, in 2023. Um you know, we've seen what bacon, uh, I, I, I get bacon, so I see mm. bacon prices have gone down. Do you eat bacon? Oh, yes. Egg egg prices, though, right now are, are out of, uh, off the, blowing the roof off, whatever yeah. that phrase is. Yes. It's funny that you say that because I received a text message from my daughter yeah. not too long ago. And by the way, the last text message, well, first she said prices are insane. She yes. showed me a bag of chips, Lay's potato chips, party size, um, bringing it up here was six dollars and 76 cents yes. she, she lives in chicago by the way mm-hmm. and then her last text was eggs are five dollars yes there you go <laughs> yes um, what's going on so you know we do expect uh, some relief um mm-hmm. you know from uh from inflation you know if, you know then of course gas prices say the same thing gas prices have come oh, come yeah. down they were five percent at their high in the summer and now they're hovering around three dollars and 60 70 cents or so yeah um but uh I think inflation is going to continue kind of to come down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the Federal Reserve's current forecast for inflation is that it will be around three and a half percent by the end of 2023, which is kind of a return to normal inflation levels. But they were also wrong about what they predicted in 2022. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, but like like you said, I do agree that I think we did see a peak of high inflation in 22, and that it'll just continue to go down in 23. We've already seen housing prices start to come down because of the higher interest rates. Um, but consumer spending is still high. And like um, we had mentioned earlier, you know, wage, wage growth is up. So people are getting paid more yeah. than they have been before and Pro- they're spending. Probably like, not at the uh, rate of inflation. Uh, right. right. It hasn't gone up as fast as, as inflation does. Yeah. But you know, I always say uh, that you have to get away from the narratives that are out there on uh, the local news, the national news, CNBC, Fox Business, all of that stuff. And just go out there and look with your eyes. Mm-hmm. When we talk about uh, consumer sentiment, slowdowns, all of this stuff, I know that as I travel mm-hmm. and I get to the airports, yes, they're packed. Yep. I know that uh, during this holiday season, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I had to, I couldn't order everything online and avoid uh, going out there with the crowds yeah. and in the elements because it started getting cold and snowy around here. Um, but still going out at the malls and at the shopping centers, packed. Yes. And I would look around and I think, I'm hearing 
all this the slowdown, talk about, all mm-hmm. this talk about whatever. But I know what my eyes see and what I'm looking at as I'm in these restaurants. Mm-hmm. By the way, people are still spending. Yep. Um. And in, in, in these at, at these stores at these malls. Yes. Uh, in the airports, it's just packed. Yes. And lo and behold, then. Uh, the the actual the actuals come out after the the forecast and the actual numbers come out and you realize oh spending you know the holiday spending went up things went up when they're always talking about inflation high inflation people aren't going to spend as much people aren't going to do as much and I and I look around and I'm like look the news has their narrative that they're trying to spend yes but people you got to see it with your own eyes because I see it with my own eyes right I, I have I have seen it with my own eyes that uh, all of that inflation. Uh, this all of that stuff it, it did not keep people from spending yeah. money and just like you said it may be because it probably is because hey wage wages did go up mm-hmm. too and when people feel like they're making a little bit more money yeah they're gonna spend and when they're gainfully employed money. yeah when they're gainfully employed and have their pick of the litter at least in some industries yes. they are going to go out and spend oh yeah all right coming up next we're going to uh continue our uh, prediction show and you are listening to the Marcus Warren Show. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Yeah. I can see all obstacles. Although our rain. It's not gone. It's, uh, it's kind of gone. I mean, it's just been cloudy. Mm. It's not bad. It's coming back, though. It's supposed to be coming back. It's okay. never, ever, always gone. Right. Anyway, this is um, Johnny Nash. Not Johnny Cash. This oh. is Johnny Nash. Oh, okay. okay. Right? This is uh, I Can See Clearly Now. Yeah. Came out in 1972. Okay. Number one in the U.S., number five in the U.K. All right. Big hit. Okay, Johnny Nash. Good stuff. That's what we're doing here today in our... Marcus Warren show predictions event. We can see clearly now, you know, or not so clearly. Mm-hmm. Our, our our magic eight ball, crystal ball. Um, we're giving our predictions for 2023. We had a good run in 2022, and we're trying to keep the streak alive and give you our predictions for 2023. Like I said earlier, this is the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That's warrenwealth.net. You'll get your retirement rescue game plan, which has a copy of my two books, some financial reports, and access to my webinar entitled Taxes in Retirement. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net and get that free of charge delivered to your front door. There you go. All right. So what we're going to uh, talk about now is we're going to talk about um, interest rates. So let's um, let's talk about and give our predictions about interest rates. But first, I want to uh, I'll ask you a question, D. Okay. Have you ever heard of uh, Tina? Tina who? Tina. Uh, not not Turner. Oh, I mean, okay. You know, you know, what's love got to do with it? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mad oh. Max. Mm. Um, you know, we don't need another hero. I'm not talking about Tina Turner. Oh, okay, okay. You know, Tina um, Fey. No, I'm not talking about Ike either. Oh, okay. Not Ike or Tina. Oh, okay. Um, um, but we are going to uh, roll and roll down the river. Oh, here we go. That's what we're going to do here. Okay. Roll down the prediction river. All right. 
All right, so let's talk about Tina. Basically, Tina is uh, it's an acronym for there is no alternative hmm. okay. but equities, right? And that was a term that was thrown out basically for, well, from 2009 all the way up until last year, 2022. Mm. And why was that? That had to do with interest rates. And I want to talk about interest rates because um, interest rates, um, uh, they're finally going up. But historically, uh, they, uh, for a long, long time, people got cozy. They got comfortable, right? They got comfortable and, and they're snuggy with the fact that interest rates had been so low for so long. And they started going down a long, long time ago, ever since, since 1981. By the way, 1981, interest rates were 19.79%. Oh, my right? goodness. 19.79%. Mm-hmm what interest rates were. The Fed funds rate was almost 20% in 1981. In 1984, they were 11.3%. 1989, they got under 10%. They were nine, it was 9.8%, right? Uh, Let's fast forward here. Let's let's, let's go to the 2000, the the new millennium, 2000s, all right? Not the 99s, but the 2000s, all right? Yeah. Uh, interest rates were at six and a half percent, right? Six and a half percent. And they started going down from there. Now, September 24th, 2001, right? Not too long after 9-11, interest rates really started to drop because uh, the stock market, remember the stock market was down in 2000, 2001, and 2002. We had the terrorist attacks, September 11th, September 24th, interest rates dropped uh, all the way down to 2.75%. And they kept on going down from there. By 2003, the Fed funds rate was under 1%. It was 0.96%. And then they started to go back up a little bit because by 2007, the Fed funds rates jumped up to about 5.2%. Okay. But then we know what happened in 2008. We had the Great Recession, right? The Great Recession. And that is when the stock market was basically cut in half. We were on the brink of financial collapse. It was uh, a lot of people were making runs on the banks. Banks failed. Bear Stearns, uh, all these couple shoot. Uh, Merrill Lynch almost failed until Bank of America swooped in and, 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 and saved them. A lot of companies were on the brink. And then interest rates went down. To 0.09% in 2008, 0.09%. And it stayed below 1% for a long, long time, almost 10 years. Below 1%, the Fed funds rate. And you got to think about between 2008 and uh, 2016, actually, even when they jumped up, uh, above 1%. August of 2017 is when they finally jumped above 1% and it was 1.16% in 2017. 2019, they went up to 2.4%. The Fed funds rate was just, two, was just 2.4%, right? Mm-hmm. 2019, what happened in 2020? Pandemic. The pandemic hit. The pandemic hit. And uh, what do we generally do to bail out the American people. Free money. What do we do to bail out the American people? Actually, we don't do anything to bail out the American people. What do we do to bail out the big corporations and the banks? Too big to fail all that stuff. Let's go back. Let's rewind. 
and let's go back to 2007. The Fed funds rate was 5.2%. We had the Great Recession, right? Economic collapse. We were on the brink. So we save all these banks, try to keep the economy afloat by bailing out all the banks who took so much risk, and we bring the Fed's funds rates all the way down to 0.09%, just like I said. And then they're living off the, the hog for all the way up to 2020, 2019. And like I said, um, we have the pandemic. And then who gets bailed out? By the way, who gets bailed out first? It is the big institutions and the big banks. And that is when the Fed funds rate, the interest rate, was 0.05%, basically zero. Yeah. Zero, right? And then, of course, 2022, Fed funds rate, interest rates were 0.33%. And so we lived off the high hog. And that is why, by the way, Tina came around, right? Mm -hmm. There is no alternatives other than equities, right? There are no other alternatives. Tina. That's true. But I think, and, and, and really what happened, I, 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 it forced a lot of savers. When interest rates went down, by the way, I've, I've given you all of those numbers, all of those dates, a lot of stuff that you can, hopefully you listen to a podcast or you listen to, you can subscribe to the podcast and we wind all the way back to the, the, to the history of interest rates and you have all the data that I just spewed out. But that is basically the time that it forced savers to go into equities and take more risk. Why? Well, because it's the, I call it the big mama effect, right? It's the big mama effect. Big mama is my late grandmother who invested in fixed income, invested in CDs at the bank, right? Your money's going to be safe and you got a good solid interest rates. By the way, in 1981, if interest rates, if the Fed fund rates was 19%, I'm sure banks were paying uh, at least 15% on a CD. Matter of fact, I know that because I remember uh, I had my clients who I remember telling me, hey, you know, I could go to the bank and get a CD for 15%, totally safe. And I'm like, yep. And you could do that for a long, long time. But when interest rates go all the way down to 0.09% in 2008, and it stays that it stays under 1% for 10 years, it's basically forcing people who use Big Mama and the grandmothers and the savers who used to depend on that income to come in from the banks that guaranteed safe income from a CD or even a bond to come in. Now they see their, uh, their income drop precipitously, almost to zero, now they're like, okay, where can I go out and try to at least get a better return on my, my money? And unfortunately, it was a stock market where you have to take on risk. And so, yes, you can get a better rate of return, but you can, your money can also go to zero. You don't have the comfort of knowing that your money is FDIC insured at the bank. And so for so, so long, that is where a lot of people's money has been. And by the way, it worked out fairly well, depending on when you needed your money, because the market from 2009 all the way up until last year, the market was going up, didn't go up in a straight line. So there were, you know, a few bumps along the road. But for the most part, you made some money. Now, here we are in 2023, and we've seen a lot of rate increases. And right now, the Fed funds rate interest rates are at 4.3%. And I just talked about my boy from Wakanda, right, aka Atlanta, Raphael Bostic, who basically uh, is the president of the Federal Reserve in Atlanta, and he said that the Fed should raise interest rates above 5% and hold. And then he said, quote, hold for a long time. Now, that is good for savers. 
because now at least you can get a little something something at uh, at your bank on your CD, right? Or even a savings account, right? It's good for savers. Now, let's get back to what I'm talking about. My predictions for interest rates. Moving forward is that there's going to be a major shift, when I say a generational shift to fixed income because interest rates are probably going to go up maybe another couple of times, just like my man Raphael Bostic said, and then they're going to hold, right? A major shift, generational shift to fixed income because of these higher interest rates, right? So maybe one or two more rate increases, and I think interest rates will hold for a while. That, my friends, is my prediction for interest rates. Do you have anything to add? Um, that sounds great. Well, fantastic. <laughs> all the people, I think all the people who are waiting for interest rates to fall so they can make their big purchase, whether it's home or whatever other financing that they're trying to get, um, might, like you said, be in for a surprise when things just kind of settle in higher than what they've been used to for the last 10 years. And that's what I'm saying. We fell into this uh, this lull, this sleep, this utopia of low interest rates, and you know that's gonna that's gonna change. That's where the Hotina mm-hmm. acronym came to be. There is no alternatives but equities because you couldn't get any kind of rate of return on a savings account, checking account, bond, or CD. Couldn't do it. All right. All right, coming up next, we're going to finish up with our uh, prediction show. We're going to talk about the housing market and the stock market. You're listening to The Marcus Warren Show. All right, we got a little more Elvis here. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Hound Dog, mm-hmm. obviously. Song came out in 1956. Okay. Number one in the U.S., number two in the U.K. Big hit for Elvis. There you go. And we were just talking about uh, Lisa Marie. Mm-hmm. His daughter just passed away. Yeah. Recently passed away. All right. There you go. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. I like that. Uh, you know, this is a blues style. Uh, song, yeah. Um, you know, actually, this was number one on the R and B charts. Okay, you know, because Elvis, you know, took a lot of uh, R and B, got a lot of R and B influence. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Went out there, saw what was going on, thought this is good music. I need to repackage it, throw yeah. it out there. Bam! You got Elvis. All right. Anyway, welcome back to the show, the Marcus Warren Show. Remember that you can request your retirement rescue game plan. All you have to do is go to warrenwealth.net. That game plan will rescue your retirement from all the threats that uh, are out there. We're talking about inflation risk, interest rate risk, and more importantly, tax rate risk. You got to protect your hard-earned money from the IRS. Once again, go to warrenwealth.net to get that retirement rescue game plan. All right. So we're going to wrap up here with our uh, prediction show and we are going to talk about a couple more things. First, we want to hit on uh, the housing market. So let's talk about the, uh, 
the housing market. So we just finished uh, wrapping up um, uh, talking about interest rates, right, and how uh, low interest rates have gone and how they're starting to go up, although relatively speaking uh, at 4.3% right now, maybe going up to 5%, isn't historically speaking, isn't, isn't that bad. Um, uh, but what we're looking at that's going to affect the housing market are borrowing cost, right? And uh, do you uh, kind of mentioned this earlier mm-hmm. uh, about the housing market, the fact that, um, you know, we, we have even clients here asking us, hey, you know what, I'm just going to wait until rates go down before I you know, start to downsize or go look for another house or just buy a house, whatever that may be. And when people say, you know, I'm just going to wait until rates go down, my question is, uh, do you know when? Are they going to go down and when? Um, and I think, uh, like I said earlier, is that people got into this 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 comfort they, they they got comfortable with interest rates just being low for so long mm-hmm. and historically speaking they've never been this low for this long and so to have a mortgage which mortgages basically doubled overnight for the most part to have the that, that mortgage rate be right now around seven or so percent by the way that's about average um you know back in the day that is what you generally paid on the mortgage. And if we go back, you know, to the 80s and 70s and 80s, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who are listening, um, or at least a couple play, couple of people who are listening, uh, probably mm-hmm. are like, I remember my mortgage was 12%, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. they thought that was a good rate at the time. And so, um, you know, if you think mortgage rates are still going to get down to 2.75% or 2.5% uh, anytime soon, I say keep dreaming. Um, you know, if you're on the, in the market for a house, um, you know, if you're hoping that interest rates will go down, uh, down the line, then go ahead and buy now and you can always refinance later. Uh, but you know, my prediction, uh, for the housing market is that it's going to come to, which it basically has come to a, a screeching, uh, halt, uh, for the most part. Um, you know, the doubling of, of mortgage rates had a, um, a pretty chilling effect on the housing market, uh, home sales. They've fallen for the last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, construction of new family homes are at their lowest level since the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic. And so, um, you know, with these super high, um, home prices, especially right after the, uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, now we're seeing that cool. And I think that, uh, we're going to continue to see more of the same, especially as interest rates uh, remain high. And I'm using high in quotes. Yes, normal, normal. Relative to what they were. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, I think it's uh, people who aren't looking for homes. Um, th- there's like a balancing act that you've had to play over these last couple of years. Because like you just said, in 2021, I think housing prices hit a peak. Um, there was a lot of money flowing around the economy People were buying houses, people and companies were buying houses to rent them out and that caused prices to go up. So we saw that peak in 2021, but at that time, interest rates were low. So you're financing at a lower rate, even though it is a higher price. Now there's this balancing act of, well, as interest rates go up and prices go down, I'm still paying that monthly mortgage rate or that monthly mortgage payment is still kind of high because now I might be buying a cheaper house than it yeah. was at least two years ago, yep. but I'm paying a higher rate. Exactly. And, um, you know, I, I think that uh, because of higher mortgage rates and uh, home prices um, actually going to drop and home sales slowing, 
uh, you may see an uptick in uh, rentals, mm -hmm. right? People are going to rent more, actually more millennials and things of that nature. They're renting more anyway, anyway mm -hmm. right now, um, simply because, um, you know, they're not uh, uh, too keen on um, home ownership and things of that nature. And um, a lot of them are, are wanting to stay and move in the cities and things of that nature. And so um, I think from a standpoint of uh, multifamily units, uh, rental properties, things of that nature, you know, that, uh, you know, could be, um, uh, you could see uh, rentals and things like that increase, mm -hmm. you know, kind of moving forward. Yeah. So, so there you go. All right. And now, lastly, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the stock market. So um, we all know what the stock market did in uh, 2022. The stock, we finally had a pullback, a bear market, where the S&P 500 was down about 6 or 7%. What uh, um, I say? The, no, the Dow Jones was down about 6 or 7%. Yes, Is that what Dow I said? Dow Jones. Yeah, mm -hmm. the S&P 500 was down about 16 to 18%. And uh, the NASDAQ, which is more tech heavy, was down almost 30%. And so we, um, you know, had that, had that bear market that uh, people have been predicting uh, for, for a while. And um, it was a tough year for fixed income, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. And on top of that, yes, a tough, um, uh, tough period for, for fixed income uh, because interest rates started to go up. Yes. And... Like I've said before, many times before, fixed income, interest rates and um, bond prices or fixed income prices have uh, an inverse relationship. So as interest rates go up, the value of your bond or your CD, whatever you have, it will go down. And so we saw losses in both the stock and the bond markets. And so what um, will we uh, potentially see moving forward in the stock market for 2023. Um, like I said, uh, Tina has gone bye-bye, right? Um, Tina has gone bye-bye. She said, you know what? What's love got to do with it? I'm out of here. <laughs> and um, if you don't know what Tina is, I'll say it again. It was an acronym that a lot of people on Wall Street used, which means there is no alternative but equities. And now, like I said, equities now, they have uh, some competition. And that competition is from higher fixed income rates, right? And so now that people have options, and what people like are options, because there used to not be any options, so it was either the stock market or get 0.001% at the bank. Now with interest rates going up, now you're going to see better rates on CDs. As a matter of fact, I've even had a couple of clients push back on me saying, well, how much is this going to pay? Well, uh, you know, couldn't I just put it in the CD and get at least 3% there too, or three and a half? And, and before, that was never an alternative. And so I think what we're going to see, you know, from a stock market perspective or from an investment pers perspective is, like I said earlier, we're going to see a major shift. I think the fixed income, as long as interest rates continue to go up more than we've ever seen in the past, and uh, the stock market we're going to, stock market is always tied to the news of the day, right? And news is unpredictable. Thus, the stock market is always going to be unpredictable. And as long as there's now competition, there's competitions, not just with uh, bonds and CDs, but there's um, uh, the, the insurance market, uh, annuities, mm -hmm. things of that nature. There are, you know, fixed uh, indexed annuities now that they're offering 13% bonuses up front with, 
um, a 3% fixed rate. So you can get 16% right off the bat. Um, their, their caps have increased to seven and a half to 10% year to year that you can potentially get with, with while keeping your money safe, but you can still get market like returns between seven and 10%. Um, there's defined outcome, uh, funds and things of that nature. Now that provide you a level protection on the downside. And then now they have caps of 25, actually, uh, 19 to 25% on the upside. So now uh, the stock market isn't the only game in town, by the way, which is good for investors. Oh, yeah. And that is what you need. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, theoretically, market prices are supposed to look be forward looking. And so they're supposed to look ahead, you know, into the future. So um, the money managers, the maybe professional investors and the not professional investors are supposed to be looking at the future. What, what, what are the future earnings of this company? Should I buy this stock? Um, and so right. they're, they're, some of those things get priced in. And I think, you know, theoretically, that's the case. Of course, we're all human and emotions come in. And so that doesn't always happen. Like you said, news uh, impacts the, the stock market a lot. And so we don't know what's going to happen in the news this year um, that might impact the market. Um, but I do see, you know, eventually, we, we are in a bear market. I do see that maybe correcting yeah. um, when when people start pricing in future earnings for I, some of these companies. I think so, too. I think, you know, we'll, we'll probably see a little more pain before mm-hmm. things turn around. But, um, you know, so far, you know... Uh, what are we, two weeks into the, uh, the new year? Yeah. <laughs> new so year. So, you know, so far, so good. But the other thing but is that usually usually the Federal Reserve comes in when the market's going, you know, in 2008, the market's in a recession. In 2000, 2001, mar- you know, or the market's going down, the market's in a bear market. Yep. The Federal Reserve will come in and make money cheap and it'll start to turn things around. But we're no, not going to see that this time. No, they have said, nope. They're not gonna. They're they're trying. They're they're focusing on the long term, and that is what they are going to do, and that is what we are going to see. Yes. So there you go. Now, um, I do want to say this. We finished up our prediction show. Um, you know, we got a lot riding on this because we were spot on, as I pat myself on the back last year with our with with our predictions. Um, and so the pressure's on to, to be right again. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're going to continue to monitor things throughout the year. And then as we get to the end of the year, we'll see if we were right with uh, our predictions. Like we always say, we have no crystal ball, um, but we do have a little bit of knowledge and experience and insight and education. And so that's what we uh, lean on. Um, but, um, you know, we just don't know what will happen, but uh, we're going to uh, – it's going to be fun to watch. All right? So there you go. There you go, peeps. And we all know what that song, what that time means, what the music means. It means we've come to the end of the show. I want to thank everyone for listening. Have a great week, and take it easy on this Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Marcus Warren Show. For more information or to request your retirement toolkit, contact Marcus at 502-339-8255. Or visit his website at talktomarcus.com.
Warren Wealth Management and Tax Planning and WGTK are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested.